0: Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Welcome. Glad to have you with us again this week, and we hope these wonderful messages from Warren Litzman are blessing you and that you are learning more and more about this in Christ message. Let's get right into it. Today's message. Here's Warren.
1: Greetings, dear friends. It's gospel broadcast time once again where we're talking about the most important single thing God ever ever did. What in the world could that be, you say? The one single thing God ever did in his plan, he said, everyone who is saved will be saved by Christ in them. The biggest thing God ever did was to put Christ in human beings. Human beings know so little about that. They're all going to school and taking courses and reading books and different things about how they can be greater themselves. That's a waste of time. The one you need to read about is Christ. You need to become this Christ that you read about in the Scriptures. You can't become Him in deity, but you can sure become Him in what the Scriptures say you can, and it says a lot of things we've never touched. And I trust that the Lord has opened up your heart. Your heart on this message and that you learn to take it in and live it like you have never before. God has something special for you even this day. So let's get right to the scriptures. Our scriptures today are taken from Philippians the third chapter and we have reached uh, the, the fourth verse. Where Paul says, if I wanted to boast and brag in the flesh, I have had more works in the flesh than anybody else I guess, that ever lived or anybody else he knew. I don't know what he means for that. He just says, i more. And then starts in the fifth verse by saying, I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. That's in the flesh. In the flesh, I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. Of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, and as touching the law, a Pharisee. Now he is named off about four things in this verse that he had become by being a good Jew. By studying. By having an education presented to him. By becoming somebody in this world. He talks about it here. Let me ask you something. If you knew literally... That Jesus, the Son of God, the creator of all things, Jesus Christ, was to come and live in you, what changes would you make in your life? What would you change? If you knew he's gonna live in you, what would you change? Well, religion's got a little list of things they want the some of them will say, don't smoke, don't drink, don't mess around with women, don't do this, don't do that. Big big don'ts. Is that all you can think of if Christ came to live in you? What about your education? What about your family background? What about the person you were trying to be before you were saved? Now I'm getting down to the brass tacks of this thing. What is it you would give up? To have Christ living in you. What? Well to be honest with you. If all those things are honorable. That you have become. If they're good. Good for you. And so forth. You wouldn't have to give up any of them. What you'd have to do. Is turn them all over to Christ. You'd have to turn. Your whole life. As you have made it uh, others had made it and turn it over to Christ for Him to use. Now need to say something about that. He may not want very many of the things you have made your life to be. He may not want them. I talked to a doctor friend not long ago, a medical doctor, and he said I've been thinking about Ceasing to be a doctor. I said, why would you think like that? He said, since I know Christ lives in me, I could think of a number of other things I could be with Christ in me. And I thought, that's marvelous. He's beginning to be gripped by the message. He's beginning to walk in the light. I encouraged him. Don't give up being a doctor yet, but try this. Let Christ be the doctor through you. I th- told a total school teacher not long ago said it's so hard teaching in schools. Uh, it's so corruptible and so wicked. I just hate to go back to class every day. She said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, I'll tell you what you can do. Let Christ be the teacher. To you. Well, that didn't sit too well because most schools are not going to allow you to talk about Jesus Christ. They're not even going to let Jesus be in a history book. Two thousand years ago, when he was somebody on this earth, they won't even let you study that Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. They've lost their way, you see. And you have to go along and follow them. But we're praying that educators will find their way if they ever find their way and let jesus work through their education then there'll be somebody there'll be somebody christ lives in somebody christ is proud of somebody who'll never run out of steam or juice or whatever they call it think about it dear friend once christ comes into you he wants to take over every part of you a fellow said to me not long ago, said, I've been diseased with this disease for many years. And he said, well, how does Christ fit into that? Does he take over my disease? Well, I guess he could, I said. He could. He's the healer of all our diseases. But I said, your lifestyle that is created by your disease is something Jesus would like to have the source of. You have turned your life over to the disease. Now I'm asking you to turn your life over to the Christ who lives in you. He's not a disease. But the Christ who lives in you, if He took charge of you, might even remove the disease. Or might even fix you so that you don't notice it anymore. Or He might fix you so that you're in such great pain people have sympathy for you. And you can say, no, it's Christ. You need. And it's Christ I want more of. You see, it's letting Christ be the life. When Paul said in Galatians 2.20, the life I now live is Christ. When he said that, suddenly he was thrust into a place that everything he had become, his whole education, his whole manner of living, had been taken over by another. Or at least should be taken over the average christian today is that person who says yes christ lives in me but he never does anything well if they get religious he might (coughs) if they were talking to somebody about their soul or about their doctrine uh christ might get involved in it but i doubt that he's not an arguer he's not somebody that's in conflict with you He's somebody that comes to live through you his life.
0: We'll be right back to Warren in just a moment. First, I'd like to invite you to go to our website, christ-life.org. Go to the bookstore, look at all the books and videos and tapes that Warren has left us to continue your studies of the In Christ message. One particular thing in the audio section is the complete readings of Paul's epistles number of years ago, Warren asked me if I'd record those for him. So he and I worked together, and what a blessing that was. What a life changer that was. And now they're available at our bookstore, Christ-Life.org. Click on the bookstore and look under audio. And if you'd like to find something really different and special that you can listen to, then check these out. You can even download them, Christ-Life.org. It's the Paul tapes. Now back to Warren.
1: Paul would say next that the life I now live, I now live, is Christ. He had grown from Christ living in him to the to the Christ life he now lived. It was Christ. Well, that's what I'm getting at in these verses. I'm trying to show you here that circumcised, the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin a Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of uh, Pharisee concerning zeal. I'll get to that next. He had a zeal a great zeal. He wanted to do things for God before he knew Christ lived in him. I've always had the suspicion he wrote 1 Corinthians soon after he was saved not too far along and in that he said I can see that these Pentecostals that I've been running with so to speak don't have it all they don't have it all they have parts they have some parts but they don't have it all and he said I guess they'll have to operate that way until that which is perfect has come. Because he said there's going to be a time when the perfect has come in the way people live. So the people who go through life saying, well, I just can't be perfect. I heard heard a preacher say on the radio just recently, none of us are perfect, can't be perfect. He needs to spell that out. He needs to rightly divide the word of truth. Because you are not ever going to be perfect in your soul, but you are perfect in your spirit. What a lift that would be to many believers just to know that. Just to know that they can be perfect in their spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit and the Lord takes over. That's what you do. You take over from the Lord. No, the Lord takes over from you. Got it? He takes over from you. Well, let's get back to our verses here. He is named in this fifth verse everything he was, everything he had become. He was not only of the tribe of Benjamin, he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I don't know what that could mean, Hebrews of the Hebrews. But he said, that's what I am. And he said, when it comes to the law, Nobody can touch me. Nobody can touch me when it comes to the law. Because I'm a student of the law. I know the law. I know Moses' law. I know it inside and out. I was a rabbi. I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I was of the tribe of Benjamin. I know it. I know who I am in the flesh. He goes on in the sixth verse. And he says concerning zeal. Talk about outer, outer things of believers. They have a great zeal and you can see that. They're just going everywhere, doing everything. You've heard preachers preach who have a great zeal. That doesn't mean that they have a great life. Just they have a great demonstration of themselves. And so it says here concerning zeal. I persecuted the church. I persecuted the church. How is it with you, dear friend? Do you see it like that? Have you persecuted down to the church? You persecuted everything else? Did you persecute? Did you criticize? Did you talk against the church? He says, concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. Let me tell you something. All persecution of churches comes from the soulish part of man. The soulish part of man is the criticizer. He used to do it in defense of himself not having to take on more spirituality, so to speak. But instead, he ended up being a persecutor of the church. I want to tell you this. You don't need church buildings. You don't need the best building. The best interior of a building. You don't need the best of anything to worship God. When Christ lives in you, you have a Nazarene who lives in you who Never had a bed to sleep on, he said, birds have nests, foxes have holes, I have no place to lay my head. You're talking about one who is in you, who never had a place of his own. He never bought a house, he never rented a house. He's only in ministry for three and a half years and he only lived 33 and a half years. He didn't have any soulish things. Once they got his robe off of him at the cross, people tried to steal it, and they're still today trying to sell parts of it. But not Jesus. He was not soulish. When he hung on the cross, men did to him what God wanted done to sin. Remember that. Men did to Christ what God wanted the sin of men to suffer so verse 6 says concerning and persecuting the church touching the righteousness which is in the law I was blameless I'm going to get back to that on tomorrow's broadcast In the meantime, take these scriptures and search them out. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you the meaning behind the words, behind the lines, until you get hold of them in yourself. Because you need it. I need it. And Christ wants you to be His all. Got to go. See you later. God bless you.
0: Another great message from Warren Litzman on the In Christ Message. Find out more about what the In Christ Message is about by visiting our website, christ-life.org, and go back, listen to these programs, listen to these podcasts more and more. The more you do, the more you're going to hear each and every time. And let the Lord speak to you and move you and open doors for you in a way that you've never dreamed through this message. It's a blessing. And it is a blessing to have you with us each week. Tell others about us. We're heard every week. We're or downloaded and heard. And I want to thank Robbie Litzman for allowing us to go through the archives each week to pick out these wonderful messages. Valerie Hill does our Twitter account. Tammy Laycock does the weekly podcast notes. And of course, this program has to have a great producer, and we have one. It's Teresa Ferraro from the Christ Life Fellowship. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, loving the Christ life.